Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you, Jesus. So let's quickly share the links, okay? Let's share the YouTube link. All right, the YouTube link on the group just now. Uh, let's share it and invite people to service. I'm doing that, so do it also. If you have phones, do it. If your phone is not coming on, your phone is not coming on like Bolu, just believe for a new one, okay? I believe I receive a working phone, a phone that works all days. Not just, you know, not an Apple phone. Hallelujah. My God shall supply. Amen. Okay, I'm sharing now. Service is live. You should join in. Haha. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I personally um, had two thoughts or three thoughts about sharing. It's even true. I didn't share the flyer of this, of this, of this, uh, of the title. <laughs> Easy to tell people you shall be blessed. Why is the pastor, pastor should be blessed? Why well, likes to start? So uh, I do. I was. Ah, do I want drama? Uh, <laughs> well, we shall share links. Shall Amen. Glory to Jesus. All right. Um. So I'm wondering why is this? Why is this topic relevant to you? Actually, I know a pastor, or you don't intend to be. Why is this relevant to, to you? Um, now, in TGC, right, our, our doctrinal approach is to teach you God's word fully. Everything. Okay? May not mean much to you today, but more to mean something to you. Do you understand? We teach God's word in totality. We teach God's counsel only. Even things, don't, things that you don't care about today, even in the Bible, we teach you. All right? Yeah, because, you know, um, the Bible is a full curriculum. All right? Everything there, the believer has to be taught. You know how we're praying for Waek? Okay? How you read your, your SS1 to SS3 textbooks? Everything with syllabus. You read everything. You did not say, ah, this one might not come out. No. <laughs> you read everything. So, so um, for maturity of the believer, okay, there's a full, now I'm, I'm echoing now. There's a full curriculum that we have to go through, okay? And it's everything in God's word. All right? So, should preachers be rich? Should preachers prosper? No, I've said over and over again, okay? We've defined what it means to be rich, all right? The number one, third John 2 says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. It's not your what? Your soul prospers. So, we said that first to first, real prosperity begins from the heart. Our kind of prosperity starts from the heart first. The born again man is prosperous. Now, to us, the unsaved man is not prosperous. Okay? Because Christ told them, what would, it, what would it, you know, be your profit if you gain your world and lose your soul? So to us, the unsaved man, is not, not our equation. Talking about biblical prosperity, not just no, no, no secular prosperity, biblical prosperity. Alright? So, for us, our first wealth is that we are in Christ. I have Jesus. Alright? I have God's Spirit living in me. So, I am prosperous. Christ became poor, that I am a what? become rich. So I am rich in Christ. 
Now, riches in Christ is spiritual, then it shows up in material realities. All right? I am healed in Christ. So, I am healed spiritually, but it shows up also in my physical body. Because I am healed spiritually, my body has to live up to reality. Do you understand? So, I am rich already. These riches start, you know, is given to me as a spiritual deposit that begins to materialize in my physical world. So, I am rich. Hallelujah. Every believer is rich. Hallelujah. Every believer has a name capacity to now begin to create physical wealth. By what? The deposit within. What we have given you within can begin to show out of you. We said it's power to create wealth. It's not magic. Okay? So it is grace to transform your inner deposits into material realities. Hallelujah. So we said it means to have enough to live well and to abound in every good work. We said it, to be radically prosperous means that you abound in good works. That if you only live well and you don't abound in good works, you're not prosperous. You're not. You're not. If you only amass and you don't give out, you are not prosperous biblically. All right? Now, some of us start off, you know, with God's prosperity, and they get greedy and begin to odd. Very soon, the source will cut. You know that? Because biblical prosperity must flow out of you to the world around you. I said last week, there is no one you have money that will know if you are, if you are, if you are covetous. It starts now. Okay? That if we check how you are spending your resources now, we can tell where your art is. Many people think it's when you are really greedy. No, you can They are poor, greedy people. Okay? So you can begin to check now. Am I greedy? Okay? Am I acting biblical prosperity? Or am I just out for myself, me, myself, and I? Survival, survival mood, you know, all my life. So, yeah. All right? Good, good, good. God will have us have an abundance in every season. Okay? Hallelujah. But we'll also have you be content in every season. There are times when, you know, when physically, the money you need might not be there yet. Okay? We want to be content in those seasons. Hallelujah. We must all learn how to abound and how to abase. Someone said, hey, but if I have all the money I need, why would I abase? Now, the way God works is this, that his plans for your life will almost always outweigh the money you account. Let's even bring it down naturally. Let's bring it down to the natural. That God is borrowing. I mean, he's borrowing. So, mean that what he needs to do bigger than the money in his account. Right? All right, so it means I have to see myself beyond my account balance, okay, and see myself with the, with, with the vision God has given unto me, okay? So it's a vision, not the account balance, okay? What I have to do, not my account balance. And many times, God will have you do things beyond your account balance. Amen. All right? So um, it's beyond how much I have, okay? It is who I am in Christ first. And those things follow. We said God's will is prosperity, not covetousness. God's will is prosperity, not covetousness. And we define both, you know, so we can go back to the previous sermons from, um, from first, first Wednesday of this month and, um, yeah, go through all that. All right? We said also, yeah, I'm repeating again, that we must be able to abase. This means when you don't have, you know, the money you need yet, you should be careful not to overstretch yourself to do things that can wait. Some things can wait in this life. 
Some things can wait. I tell my son, I tell people around me, you will live long. You will live, some things can wait till next year. Some things can wait till next year. You will live long. Don't, don't talk about acting like you will actually die, like you die tomorrow. I said, I, said, I said last week, I said last week. You will not die tomorrow. You will not die in, in August. You won't die in December. I mean, you will live long. So don't try to do everything today. Don't try to, I must achieve everything this year. Don't kill yourself. Take it easy. Eh? You'll see, person will get out today, we'll go back out tomorrow. Relax. So when you are busy, don't overstretch. Amen. Okay? If you can't afford an iPhone 13 today, buy X or XR. It's the iPhone. Amen. It's still what? Glory to Jesus. It's, it's very, 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 very important, okay? Because many times what we call fit is not fit. People try to put a lot of pressure on their feet, calling it fit. If you are, if, if you are come balance now is 50K, and you have a faith, a faith budget of 500K, I have to ask you a question. Did God really tell you to do this project? Or it is you, the one who did not send you? If God sent you, ah, go for it. But if he did it, Oga, Oga, go and cut that cloth according to your size. Don't want to put faith with God. Make it, make it 100K. 500k, don't overstretch. Don't, it's not magic. Do you understand? Now, the way someone wants to do this, we are expecting that. Just wake up in the morning, open, open your bank up and see money you did not put there. Amen. We say we are blessed primarily through work. So, please, apply wisdom to what we call faith. Hallelujah. If God tells you that, I'm, I'm on board with it with you. Let's go. But if he not tell you, you might, might be acting in foolishness not fit. It's like saying, I won't use drugs. Did God tell you that, my guy, let's go, this, don't use drugs? Or because you heard somebody said, I have not used drugs. Do you guess? There has to be wisdom to this thing. You can use drugs, amen, while speaking God's word. How did I get here? I don't know. So, I met some, some years back, I, I went 10 years without drugs some, at some point, 10 years without Panadol. Yeah, 10 years without Panadol. I didn't use Panadol at all. So one day I was, my, I, was my, I was my house, I was having a, I think I was having a headache or something. I was like, how is Panadol? I heard God tell me, up, now Panadol. As in the voice carried me, like the voice was so strong, I got up, jumped up, went to get it. What's God telling me? Okay, it's not bad. It's not bad to need it, okay? Yes, I can go without it, but it's not, don't feel bad for needing it. Do you understand? As your faith begins to progress, you, you, need, you, you need those things, you need them less and less. But don't try to overshoot yourself where you are right now. It's not healthy, don't kill yourself. People have died trying to form this bond that God did not send them. Try to impress God. It's a futile effort. Or impress people so you can make your brag. Okay? Please be careful. Apply wisdom. We said also, okay, that God will have us have things, but things must not have us. It's so important. Your life is more important than the things you have. Some of us work so hard. I, 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 I thought work ethic on Sunday. Okay? But if all you work is work and you don't rest, you are doing it wrong also. If you die, God forbid it. Work will continue. People invent new things. So yes, rest is good. You know, Jesus, God the Father, on the seventh day, he rested. How bad is your own? Took a day off. Guess what? He blessed the rest day. 
they call that day a specially blessed day. That rest is blessed, is blessed endeavor. That rest is what? Rest is a blessed endeavor. Rest is a blessed endeavor. Some of us are working so hard. No time for family. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. You have to deliberately carve out rest. Okay? I want to blow. I understand. Okay? But your body must be well. See, I know people that overworked in their, in their youth days. And they're not, they're not even so old. But the body is failing them. The body is failing them. People that use substances, you know, to stay, to stay up to work. Hey, disaster. Be careful. Amen. Some people are coffee addicts. Some of us take coffee every day. That's not the problem. Some people are doing this coffee thing. Three cups a day, four cups to stay awake to work. You need to live long to, to enjoy this morning. It's important to... Now, when, when I was even working two jobs, I, I like the idea. But please do, do it naturally. When you are tired, sleep. All right? Those power naps will preserve you. But I must work 20 hours today. Please stay alive. You're not that special. If you go, someone is continuing the job. Amen? Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't plan to get to go with that, okay? But it's, for, it's for people. Now, number one, a preacher should not be in, in it for the money. A preacher cannot be in it for the money. Yes, we need resources, right? But you cannot go into it it's not a business. It's not, there's no profit sharing. You can't go into it for the money. Someone asked me some weeks back that, um, Pastor, um, how did how I, how I phrase the question? How do you earn, you know? How, as your people grow, as you advise, as you, you, you advise them, you counsel them and they rise, is there a way they pay back? Like as though, like as though a rights to, to returns. Like, no. There's no right on this thing. Amen. It's not business. And you develop yourself, it's grace. Yes, we, we work hard with God, okay? But even in that, we cannot put a monetary value, okay, on our service to God as, as ministers. It is not secular work. We have to separate it too. It's not business. All right? It's not business. So I can't tell you now. Kode, I advised you. It worked, Abi? 5%. Every month. Yes, now. When I met you, how much, how much were you earning? You were earning 50K. Now you're on, you're on 1 5 per month. Say amen, no. 1.5 per month. Okay? You should bring, bring me 500K. Because I'm part, of your, I'm part of your success. I made, you get? No, it doesn't work that way, okay? We can't be in it for the money. First month, 3, 1 to 10. First Timothy 3, 1 to 10. It is not profit sharing. First Timothy 3, 1 to 10. Are we there? Let's make it fast. First Timothy 3, 1 to 10. Open your Bible. First Timothy 3, 1 to 10. Fede say I'm there. Waiting for us. Let's make it fast. We have a lot to do. Want to go? This is a faithful saying. First Timothy, first Timothy 3, 1 to 10. Want to go? This is a faithful saying. 
If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. Bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, take it slowly. The husband of one wife, no concubines. Amen. Hallelujah. This should be, this should be normal, I'll be, but now I just have to remind people that, okay, okay, let's go on. It's fine. Temperate, sober minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. All right? We can stop there. Let's go to um, verse 8. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double tongued, not given too much wine, not greedy for money. Verse 9. All the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. Hallelujah. We can stop there. All right? Not greedy for money, not covetous. Okay? Titus 1, 5 to 9. Titus 1, 5 to 9. Are we there? Once go, for this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order things that are lacking, and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. Verse 6. If a man is blameless, husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of dissipation or insubordination, seven, for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money. You see? Again, verse 8, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, only self-controlled, verse 9, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. First Timothy 6, 3 to 11. I hope, I hope I'm taking notes of this down, okay? We need to learn these things. First Timothy 6, 3 to 11. First Timothy 6, 3 to 11. If you had to say I'm there. Want to go? If anyone teaches otherwise, are we together? We're not there together. First Timothy 6, verse 3 to 11. First Timothy 6, verse 3 to 11. I'm a very fast reader, okay? One wrong read together, I, I use it to pace myself. You get it? So I need to actually be with me so I can use you to pace me. Okay. Are we there? Yeah. Verse 3. Once to go, if anyone teaches otherwise, there's no consent to wholesome words. Words of our Lord Jesus Christ and doctrine which are caused to godliness. Verse 4 is proud, knowing nothing, but observed with disputes and arguments over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions. Verse 5 useless ramblings of men of corrupt minds in the suit of the truth. Look at this. Who suppose that godliness is a means of gain? From such withdraw yourself. Those in it for the money. From such, withdraw yourself. Those that see ministry as a money-making endeavor, from such, withdraw yourself. Hallelujah. From such, withdraw. You know why? They will game it. They will change the message to suit money-making. Do you understand? They will corrupt the message and you will be in trouble. All right? Verse 6. 
Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. So he said, there is gain in it, <laughs> but you're not in it for the gain, okay? Godliness with contentment is great gain. Okay, verse 7. For bring nothing into this world, that will carry nothing out. Verse 8. And having food and clothing, with this we shall be content. Verse 9. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, with drumming in destruction and perdition. Verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Verse 11. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Hallelujah. So ministry is incompatible with love of money. Ministry is incompatible with the love of money. If a minister is still in love with material, with material and riches, it will make a mess. Hallelujah. Love of money is bad for every believer. But it's even worse for preachers. It's bad for everybody. But it's worse for preachers. All right? To make, to make the minister to begin to twist the message. Okay? To, you know, to, 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 to suit his own, his own earnings. Run from it. My are nowadays now that people actually pay some so-called prophets, you know, to do jazz for them. Okay? For Yahoo runs. It's interesting. Yeah. They go to pray for they bless them too. Hallelujah. I'm sure that they, they, they can't be they're not they're not they're not Jesus pastors. They are they are you know they are people hiding amongst us, but they're not one of us. Hallelujah. So love of money is incompatible with ministry. You have to put money in its place. It's not it's not just about it's not about 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 um, how much you make. You have to be careful. All right? It's not a profit-making business. You can't charge for ministry. If you're inviting me to your church, I stay in some kind of hotel, okay? Um, this kind of car that will pick me up at the airport. Um, I only take first class. All right? I only take first class. All right? My charge per hour is so and so much of, you know, Naira. If I go an extra minute, you pay for another hour. All right? No. He's almost not speaking. You're not John Maxwell. Amen? You're not a life coach. You're a minister of the gospel. A life coach can charge. A minister can't. Now, some can double as that. Okay? If you call me as pastor, and I come to your church. If you come into your office, I'm life coach. Some people actually do it. It works for them, okay? But you have to be careful with the demarcations, okay? We don't charge for ministry. All right? Hallelujah. People charge for prophecy. Yeah, real life. They charge for prophecy. Before you come to my office, consultation fee. Just be my secretary, the 50K, 100K for your entire inside. They're coming in. Ah. All right? It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Christ did not charge anybody to minister to them. The apostles did not do that also. All right? So we don't charge for ministry. Also, ministry money is not pastor's money. 
Amen. Church money is not, it's not pastor's money. It's church money. It's not pastor's money. So I, I can't just, ah, Bolu, how much in the account now? I need 500K. No. So you, you have to put up in place systems to guard you. See, everyone can be tempted. Everybody can be tempted. So what do you do? Make it make, make so that no matter how tempted you are, you cannot do it. Number one, maybe different different um, approvals they have to go through. Amen. So when you know that, even if you are mad, and you're mad by you correct yourself. But when it's in your account, all the best to you, man. All right? So ministry money is not, is not pastor's money. You can't, you can't just spend it as you, as you. The places where people put offering money in pastor's boots. Yes. It's in pastor's boots, pastor's accounts, pastor's depends as he likes. This is ministry. So when he, when he likes, you know, it's his money. Dangerous. And in fact, in these days, it's against the law. Okay, it's criminal in these days. You have to be careful. All right? Amen. That's what accountability in our church funds are managed. There has been many stakeholders that know how it is going. All right? So, how do pastors prosper? We'll talk about it as we go forward, okay? What we do is to teach people how to give in love and honor. Are you following? All right? And put in place systems of material rewards, okay? Practical understanding what it takes to live well and care for our families in days like this. All right? So we teach, our people, teach people to, to give well in love and honor and put in place systems of material rewards with practical understanding of what it takes to live well and care for the family. All right? So I haven't said that. Should the pastor be rich? Should the preacher be rich? Psalm 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27. Are we there? Psalm 35, 27. Once you go, let them shout for joy and be glad. Are we together? Psalm 35, 27. Once you go, Psalm 35, 27. Once you go, let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. All right? God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So any child of God is a servant of God, okay? And God has pleasure in our prosperity, both preacher and clergyman, all right? We saw last week that Christ was, was not poor, he was rich. And he's the one that sent us, was not, was not going about, you know, poor and beggarly, okay? He gave us a precedent also, all right, that we should be supplied, Okay, having enough to live well and to abound in every good work. All right? Um, Philippians 4, 40 to 20. Philippians 4, 14 to 20. Should I come back to that? Okay, no, I'll, I'll come back to that. Let me just, let me go for that for time's sake. I'll, I'll come back to Philippians 4. Now, we saw last week, we saw, we saw in Luke 8, 1 to 3, that Christ had people that followed him everywhere, especially women. God bless them. All right? Amen. Amen. God bless the men to shout, but you get the point. Then don't be jealous. You're a good boy. God bless you. All right? He had women going about with him. They funded the ministry. 
there were men there. I'm sure there were men doing it also. But the men have special mention that these men are doing, they are doing very right. Hallelujah. What about you? So Christ had people supporting him. So it was not good about Begali. Uh, amen. I like the amen. Yeah. All right. So Christ had people going about with him, okay, funding, you know, the ministry from their personal substance. All right. We saw also, or we can see also in Luke 10, 1 to 9. Luke 10, 1 to 9. Let's go, let's go to Luke 10, 1 to 9. Here yeah, we'll see the 12, the disciples, the disciples, 72 of them, 72 of them, you know, working with Jesus, we'll get that for. Luke 10, 1 to 9. Are we there? Want to go? After this, God appointed 72 others and set them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Two, he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Okay, continue. Ask love of the harvest, therefore, so that workers into his harvest field. Verse 3, go. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. You don't take a purse or bag or sandals, nor with anyone on the road. Verse 5, when you enter a house, first say, peace to, his, to this house. Okay, someone who promotes peace is there, your peace rests on them. If not, it will return to you. 7, stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you. For the worker deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. When you enter a town and you are welcomed, it was offered you. If the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. So he told them, okay, anywhere you go, what they give you, eat, drink it. He says the worker is worthy of his wages. Amen. That ministry is work. They define it as work, okay? And what they give you is end wages. Hallelujah. So we'll say that also, that Christ prompted his, his, um, his disciples, you know, to live well, okay? It was offered you. Okay? So meaning that if people there, you know, feed them well, clothe them well, they would be what? Prosperous there. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 31. Luke 22. Luke 22, 31. You know what? Let's go to 35 instead. Luke 22, 35. Luke 22, 35. Luke 22, 35. Once you go, Jesus asked them, when I sent you without purse, bag or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. Please take, take note of that. That when he sent them out, okay, they didn't lack anything. Again, precedence for us, okay? Precedence that being in ministry should not necessarily mean being in lack. They didn't lack anything. And that is God's will for the minister. They don't, they're not living in lack. All right? 36. He said to them, but now, if you have a purse, take it. <laughs> and also a bag. If you have a sword, sell your cloak <laughs> and buy one. 37, it is written, it was with transgressors, yeah. And I will tell you, this must be fulfilled in me. Yes. All right, so at this point, we're going to the cross. So for this face of tension and unease, pack your bag. Okay, you will need it, that face. You will need a sword safe. You need to guard, okay? But that was not his, um, his will 
for, for them for life. But for this phase, you will need to learn how to abase. Pack what you have stored. Keeps, you know my point here, but you show them it's relocated. That when you send them out two by two and all that kind of stuff, they lacked nothing. Hallelujah. All right? First Timothy 5, 17 to 18. 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 Are we there? One, two, go. The elders, again, sorry, 17. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well, are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Verse 18, for scripture says, not muzzle an ox and is treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. Now, the double honor here is not good afternoon, sir. Welcome, sir. Amen. It's honorarium, honor, material resource. That is honorable. That's the idea. It's not, it's not realm. It's honorarium. So there has to be honor in the giving. It says, it says they deserve double honor. Double. Hallelujah. That those that do the work well deserve double honor. So that's what's taken care of. It says it is written. Okay, that do not muzzle an ox. That is what trading out grain. Meaning, you know, because must muzzle an ox. Do not put, you know, no, don't lock his mouth while it is working. So as it's working, he can eat from where he's working. Don't lock his mouth, you know, ox when they are working in the farm. Don't lock the mouth so that he cannot eat while working. Eh? His work short. Okay, as well as he's working, that will be shopping. That's the idea. Practically, that's it. Okay, but the worker. Deserves his wages. Okay? People ask, should a preacher be full-time or by vocational? Now, this one should, should not be deep. But human beings have issues. Okay? Yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not, it's not my session. But we humans are the best of. First Corinthians 9. First Corinthians 9. First Corinthians 9. Are we there? One, two, go. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? NKJV, please. NKJV. I know you have NIV, that was NIV, right? Uh, no, NKJV or true. That was a mistake. NKJV. All right. Are we there? Yes. One, two, go. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? I want to just Christ our Lord. I do not my work in the Lord. Okay? From what an apostle to others, let's continue, please. I am to you for my seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Verse 3. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Talk about James and Peter. Right, verse 6, or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Who goes to war at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of his fruits? Or who sends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Hmm, okay. Verse 8, do I say these things as a mere man? Or does not the Lord say the same also? Verse 9, 
For it's written in the law of Moses, shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is, is it oxen God is concerned about? Or is it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that evil plows should plow in hope, and evil treasures in hope should be partaker of this hope. 11. If we have sown spiritual things to, for you, is it a great thing if you reap the material things? If all of the particulars of this strike over you, I will not even more. Let's go on. Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. 13. Do you not know that those who are in the only things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Verse 14. Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Let's pause here and we'll continue. Okay, let's read let's, verse 15, verse 15, verse 15, verse 15. But I have used none of these things, nor have I anything these things that you done so to me. For it will be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. All right. Now, let's break it down one by one. Okay? So Paul says, number one, as a preacher, he has a right to eat and drink. Okay? He has a right also to go, go along with his believing wife, meaning that um, he has a right to be cared for with his family by the ministry. That's his point. All right? That his, 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 his welfare, that of his family also be cared for by the family. It says, it says, see, that, you know, that James and Peter, the other apostles, live like this. That, is it that, is it now him and Barnabas that don't have such rights? Use the word rights. Rights. Use the word entitlement. That's what it means. They are entitled to. All right? He says, is it only I and Barnabas that have no rights to refrain from walking? Hmm. He says, who goes to war at his own expense? Which, which country send a soldier out and say, I say, I'll go, you know, also your food. All right? Who plants a vineyard and after it of his fruits? Okay? Yeah. And I went back also to that, um, that verse that says, do not mock the ox when it treads out the grain. He says, you have some spiritual things for you. Is it a great thing if we reap material things? And he calls it a right. He says, do the work at the altar, at the temple. They eat from the things of the altar. So what the Bible brings to the altar for, for God is what, you know, those that serve at the altar eat from. And he says, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. So why did Paul... In some cases, not, you know, refrain from working. Now, if you're a missionary, okay, and for example, you go to, you're sent to, um, to another country, another state, where it's a new work. Number one, New York, New York, New York, New York do not have resources, number one, do not have resources, do not even have doctrine. So it's, it's all new to them. Or you know, in that, in that period, you will do other work you can do to, to survive. You have to, you're not planning to die. So what do you do? Well, anything you can do to keep well, you will do it. All right? So it, Paul is not saying, he's not, he's not trying to make a new doctrine, 
but since I made do so that I will not enter the work. Do you understand? So I won't tell God that because eh, they did not give me money, I'm not doing ministry. Do you, that's not it. And because they are not afford to pay me, I will not do ministry. That's not it. So whatever you have to do, keep doing it, but the work must continue. All right? And there's also churches that are, that are probably badly behaved. That Paul, like, if they give me money, they'll, they'll say, they'll, they'll be bad, they'll be, be root, that kind of stuff. Okay, so he was making a, a, an exemption because of the kind of people he was dealing with. But Peter and Code did not have to. They, they were called to Israelites. They didn't understand this. That the Levites, they don't work. What's Levites' job? The temple. In fact, when God, when, when God wanted to share land to them in, in the New Covenant, they didn't give Levites any land. They didn't have any land, okay? But that those that walk the lands, okay, should bring to the temple that which Levites will feed from. All right? So, should it be full-time or part-time? Let God lead you. Let God instruct you. Let God instruct you. Um, there is no... They are both right, depending on what God leads you to do. And they both have their pros and their cons. Amen? Are we together? Is it good? Are we learning? All right? People assume that being full-time means that they're just idling away. Just come on Sunday morning, preach. Come on Wednesday, preach. And you go and ball the rest of the weekend. Sunday again, just come, anointed man, just preach. But it's really not so, okay? Being full-time means you do a lot of things you do in the week. You study, you pray, you do counseling, you do visiting, attend conferences, hear sermons, prepare sermons. You, you do admin work, all right? So, uh, of course, care for your family and also sleep 24 hours. All right? Yeah. So, it's not, not, just, not just some lounge, not just lounging Sunday to Sunday. No. All right? So, it's work also. It takes guts and real faith to get to be full time. It takes guts to even think about it. So, we should not look down at it, okay? Celebrate, celebrate people's choices in the Lord. Someone says God told me to be this. Celebrate it. There's no, there's no need for the argument. There's no need. All right? Everyone should do as they are led and as they are capable. All right? So even though we saw Paul, sometimes he walked. Paul wasn't always walking every time. As you go, we'll see it also. He wasn't walking everywhere. This is where, times where he walked, times where, yes, people, people were good to him, and he didn't have to do the work. Do you understand? The idea is that he will not have to, he will not have to do it. So they can give this, so can give himself to study and to prayer. Acts 6 4. Alright? Good, good, good. So see Levites in scripture. They had no land, they had no that work, but the temple. And you know, this was God, you know, instituting an entire nation. And saying, Levites, your job is the temple. God could have told them you to have land. In the morning, go and farm. In the afternoon, go to the church. Could have done that. He could have done that. But in his wisdom, God felt it is good for Levites to stay and focus on temple work. Because many times, people can cast the secular work. Business can go and they will drag you on, drag you on Twitter. But things can go wrong. And they will drag your pastor on top. Go for a minute, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right? Just to the 12, like call. Just them off their jobs. Tell them, follow me. Leave what you are doing. Hey, I've been in this for 20 years. Hey, leave the farm. Follow me. And they followed him. All right? 
The apostles were mostly full-time. Even Paul was mostly full-time, okay? Even at some points, it worked. You know, at other points, it did not, it did not, um, it did not work, okay? So for each of them, there are pros and cons. There are people that have skills that can make money from those skills without being distracted. This you can do. If you are in real estate, and you can just quickly connect one and two. This one wants land. This one has land. You know two of them. You, yeah, there are people that people can do. They might not always take their time, okay? And they can make money. So there are, there are yeah, ways about it, okay? Some people have skills and, and leverage that can make them aim without being stressed for ministry. Some people are very good at multitasking. They are very good at, they can do things that they can be fine. Some are like that. Some African people are running their church. So for example, you can say, ah, I'm not full-time, but I employed full-time people to do the work. Do you understand? Let's say you have a job paying you 10 million now, 5 million per month, and ah, some of you being two full-time, just you call them, clinical pastor, clinical clinical, pay them full-time. There are ways about it, right? You get but if not, is do as you are led and as you are capable. All right? Good. But being full-time gives, gives you the advantage of full focus. They can give yourself to the work completely. Give yourself time to the vision, time to study, and time to prayer. Making a sound is not just, it's not just you know, it's not beans. Just wake up in the morning, go to the kitchen, pour curry, pour Korean base, you get the point. Okay. Pour everything, stay, stay, stay. If I come back in 10 minutes, or 31 hour, should I get my point right? That the base is done. It's not mixing. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just merely cooking, just cooking things together. It takes time, or it takes prayer. It takes a study, life of study. All right? It's not almost like it takes two hours, but in real life, it takes years, because that's not just what you cook up in one day. So what you have been learning over time. All right? So being full-time gives the advantage of, of full focus. Sometimes, what people call full-time, what people call part-time, it's not really part-time. So someone says, I'm working part-time. I'm a pastor, so I work with someone 9 to 5. Look at this. But doing a 9 to 5, he's picking, he's picking calls from church. Follow me. He's picking calls from church. Tweeting, pastoral tweeting. Facebook doing clinical clinical. You know, they don't in Nigeria. Tony works in Nigeria. If you are abroad, they will fight you for it. You get my point here, Dr. Ga, nine to five is your boss's time. Are we together? So people are, but you get my point, okay? Good. All right? Now, even if you are working a job now, how free are you with the job you are doing? How free are you with the job you are doing? Answer feedback. So let's add pastor. Let's add pastoring to the work. Let's add pastoring to it. Can you cope with it? Yeah. So. Okay. So it should not be. It should not be an argument. Everyone should do as they are led and as they are capable. Can you do it together? Do it. If you can't, don't let anybody pressure you. Do what God has sent you and be fine with it. All right. It's not deep. Good. 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 So, what does the pastor need? What everyone needs? Good housing, clothing, transportation, feeding, okay? Good school for his children or our children, all right? And communication, their practical needs. Good, good, good. So it concerns you where a pastor is living, how he's living, what he's wearing. Pastor, you look good. Yeah. 
I agree, I look good. I did not fit for I did not make, I did not care on the anger. Amen. That's be practical. You know, Nigeria, Nigeria where policeman earns 30k, he gives me a gun. He gives me a gun to protect you. 30k in today's Nigeria. But give me a gun. You're not asking yourself, how are his kids going to school? Can they even go to school at all? What is he eating? Okay? So, so for your past, ask, ask yourself questions, okay? What is he doing yourself? What is earning? What can he do? Hallelujah. Are we still friends? Where do you come in in this? Okay? Malachi 310. Where do you come in? Malachi 310. You cannot build a strong local church with hungry pastors who do not work. Amen. See, the church has plenty of gadgets. You know, when the pastor looks like a lady. Amen. So no work. Malachi 310. Once you go, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, and then move food in my house. And try me now in this level of host. For now opens for you the of heaven and pray such a blessing there will not be enough room to receive it. Now, so since number one, bring your tithes so there will be food in the storehouse. That generally from research, people say that if, if a church member pays his tithes, church will be fine. And if a church member pays his tithes, that most, that most churches will be fine if people pay their tithes faithfully. Alright? If we do, okay, we have food, in quotes, money in the accounts, okay, and be able to meet church needs. And it is when you do this, okay, that God will open back onto you, goodness of heaven, and pour you a blessing. It is that it's going to be a channel of continuous blessing, that as it blesses you, you give to the work, okay, it replenishes you. So again, you increase, you get bigger, you give even more, because it's tight, it's percentage, okay? So it needs to be a continuous flow of increase. That God, God wants to bless me and the local church. It will bless you. Do you understand? It will bless you, will increase, so that you can increase your giving. Now, if not blesses you, and you now hold back, you have cheated me, everybody, cheated the church. It's practical. Do you understand? Do you get? All right? Galatians 6, 6. Galatians 6, 6. Galatians 6, 6. Galatians 6, 6. You know, many preachers, their families actually hate church. Yes, pastor has been used and abused. Pastor has been used, not just used, despitefully used and abused. The family members saw everything happen. Tell themselves, me, church. I'm supposed to leave this house. Right, because many times, people can see what their parents put into the work and what came out of it. It could be any pay school fees. But he gave his life for these people. They got blessed. They did not give back. And that pastor has children that, is, that are watching everything play out. How this one betrayed you? How that one betrayed him? I was at home crying in pain over what happened. Yeah, if you're a PK, you know what I'm talking about. You have an idea how it goes. 
And I wonder about the wives, like God, who said this guy this work. Of all the just to do this life. All right? It's practical. Ephesians 6 6. Are we there? Once you go. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. All right? Philippians 4 40 to 20. Philippians 4 40 to 20. Philippians 4 40 to 20. Once you go, nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. 15. Now you Philippians know that the, yeah, the beginning of the gospel, keep going. No church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Look at that. Okay? 16. For even Thessalonica, you spent aid once and again for my necessities. You see that? 17. The gift. But I see the fruits that are bound to your account. 18. Look at this. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full. I have received from Epaphroditus. It is sent from you. Sweet smelling aroma. It was sacrifice. Well pleasing to God. Verse 19. And my God shall supply all your needs unto his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You see that? He says, over and over again, you, this church particularly, have met my, met my needs, my necessities. Meaning that you care for my feeding, my housing, my clothing. All right? He says, now, again, you've done it again. I have received, he says, I have received everything. I have all. Hallelujah. That by the, by the giving, Paul says, at this time, I have all I need. He says, I am bound. That's so good. He says, I am full. Ah, Paul said, try this place. He says, I have all. I am bound. I, have, I, am, I, am, I am full by what you sent me. He says, it is sweet smelling aroma. As in the gifts are so good. Yes, it, was, it was so nice. He says, what you have done for me today is a what? A sweet smelling aroma. He says, and what? Sensible sacrifice that is well pleasing to God. So it means that, see, see, that there is a way to give to minister that, that, that even, okay, this, this, is a, this is a good one. Do you understand? All right? So number one, tithe. Number two, give to your pastor. Okay? It's not in the amount you do. It's in the faithfulness of it. It's in the honor. Now, honor is relative. If I earn, um, if I earn 50K and I give you 10K, you know I gave you a lot of money. Do you understand? So the honor is not in the amount. Is you know if it's honorable or not. Hallelujah. Are we together? If I'm not smiling because I'm talking about, about pastors, pastors' prosperity. <laughs> All right? You know, practically consistently. All right? It's not in the amount that you can afford. It's in your faithfulness. That if everybody if acts like you, it's amount to something. All right? And as you grow, you can increase your giving, you know, and all that. Okay? Or you can just care for specific needs. Someone can say, okay, it's rent. <laughs> Someone can say, it's car maintenance. Someone can say, it's fuel. It's call cards. It's DSTV. It's stress school fees. It's clothing. All right? If someone blesses you, Allah will tell you to give back. Amen. All right? It will be silly to care for the church and starve the pastor. Amen. 
That kind of church cannot prosper. That kind of church, it will dry out. Any church where man of God is not happy, it will dry. It will dry. And that will be God's will for them. To, do you know my point here? That will be God's, not, not like it's will, but that will be God's, how I put it now, reward for their, for their behavior. All right? Put people's welfare over things, over, over, over aesthetics, and over gadgets. Okay? Remember that the worker is worthy of his wages. And the wages of a pastor comes from his members. All of, all of that's a jara. Okay? But God will bless the pastor through those he's laboring over. That's why he says, don't muzzle the ox while he's shredding out the grain. All right? People fear teaching this. Okay? People, they don't talk about it. But if you're a pastor, you have a duty to teach your people God's word. All right? Are we blessed? Can you be on our feet? What I have learned today, I will practice, I will obey. I hope I don't pray for you well. Hey, can you preach that name? I will practice, I will obey. Yeah, I'll keep praying it, okay? Between you and God, just pray and talk, talk, talk to God with God, all right? I call myself to be responsible, I call myself to share, all right? Just pray it out, pray it out, pray it out, pray it out, pray it out. To faithful tithing, to faithful giving. Break, 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 break. I will pray this evening. But as a church, we commit to be responsible in caring for our, our ministry gifts. In the name of Jesus, as, as, we, you know, as we grow and have more and more people you know, working with us, we commit to being faithful you know, to, reward, to, 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 to reward our people. We commit to making sure that the worker earns wages. We commit to good welfare for our pastors you know, and our ministry gifts. We commit to it. We commit to it. We, co we commit to people putting people's welfare over aesthetics, over gadgets. Yeah. We commit to doing this right. We commit to do church rights. The people that work for us, you know, their kids will see, you know, will see the outcome and, and not be offended. The kids, their family members will, will bless us from their heart, knowing that, okay, this people have done well, you know, by, by our parents. Please pray it well. Are we praying? Are we praying? Are we praying? Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.